From three guys who never had a shot, it's the Walk on Water Boys podcast with your hosts, Addison, Austin, and Clint. On this episode, we just got advertising money. We got the intern of Mike. I've been missing out on Game of Thrones since the uh, series went off. We'll talk about that in a second. I know what you're going to talk about, Addison. Let's talk about football first. Another episode of the Walk on Water Boys podcast. Here we are, off of hiatus. We're back. College football's here. Cool weather has not arrived yet. Kids are in school. We just got advertising money. We got the intern of Mike. Intern, would you like to say hello to everybody? That's a note from the intern. He'll be available later. Don't worry. The mic does work. We checked it earlier. It's an, it's an expensive mic. It takes a lot to set up. He's still in the process of setting up. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Let's get into it, guys. We have Biggest... fired quite a few interns. So now that this <laughs> intern is being brave enough to go on a mic, we'll see how long he lasts. Does that Does that raise his stock? Maybe or so. I mean, he's taking it? it to a whole new level. So he's he's raising the bar for any future intern uh, that may may follow in his footsteps. That that soothing and sultry voice is yeah. It's gonna be hard. <laughs> It'll be yeah. hard to replace. <laughs> no, but All I right. think our, I think our listeners may have just finished our college football preview episode that we released. Two it was ago. it was a long one. It yeah, was long. It was quite but long. It was, it was very, very high quality. It was very quality content. Well, uh, let's get into it this week. We'll start off with the biggest news. The long-anticipated prequel to the Game of Thrones series on HBO came on two weekends ago, so we're now two episodes in. Addison, I know you're dying to give us a 20-second recap of episodes one and two. Go. You're on the clock. 20-second recap. I don't think Addison can do that. Episodes one and two. Condense into 20 seconds. Go. Uh, I No, I will just say uh, that I've, I've enjoyed it so far. I think that uh, I've been missing out on Game of Thrones since the uh, series went off. So I'm, uh, I'm happy to see it come back. Uh, there's a number of things that, uh, that I really enjoyed, a couple of things that I found a little off-putting. But uh, overall, I, I, I'm, I'm in, intrigued and uh, I'm invested. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be watching it. We're going to see how it, uh, how it plays out. All right. Well, thanks for that 20-second recap, Addison. We appreciate your, your in-depth analysis. You gotta, if you're going to want me to do a recap, I'm going to, first of all, need a little more heads up than three seconds into the show uh, and uh, probably going to need more than 20 seconds. So there you go. Well, that was the whole point. I thought it'd be funny, but uh, 
But anyway, uh, I, I've enjoyed the show so far. We're two two episodes in. I was uh, pleasantly surprised with the first episode. I was worried, as was as were a lot of people. Right? Was it going to let down? Was it going to be something totally different? I mean, it's obviously in the same vein. I think they did an excellent job. Uh, with, especially with the pilot episode, pilot episodes can obviously be crazy, but I think they did a terrific job introing the show. And you know, sometimes the pilot episodes you'll have just unnecessary dialogue to set up a point or to set up a backstory. Um, I thought they did a terrific job with you know not really doing that. You know, they they all the dialogue worked. You know, for example, the scene where the the two girls, uh, the main Renaris and then her friend uh, Hightower, Otto Hightower, the hand of the king, his daughter, they're out in the um, whatever, the magic garden area with the tree. I don't remember what it's called. I'm not that big of a nerd, uh, but they were out there and they were talking oak about tree. A, the oak, oak tree. tree. I don't think it's called an oak tree, um, <laughs> but uh uh, they were out there by the by the tree with the faces and uh, they were talking they were studying and doing like a history lesson uh, but they made it funny and, and it made the dialogue work so they set up a backstory about one of the major uh, queens in Westeros history and, and going to Dorne but they did it in a way that made sense for the story and it wasn't extra so I've been pleasantly surprised so far um I love to see Reese Eifens in the film in the in the series. He plays the hand of the king, Otto Hightower. I'm a big fan of him since he was uh, Nigel, the place kicker on the replacements. Yep, yeah. that that is the best part of the show so far is <laughs> Nigel from the replacements having a major role in this show. I don't see him sticking around too long, unfortunately, for for Otto Hightower. Yeah, he he could be one of those early character kill-offs like you saw in in uh, the original Game of Thrones. Yeah, and is that going to be follow same suit? Or are they going to have the dramatic killings and, and taking those characters that you build a, uh, a rapport with over the first four or five episodes and, and behead them like they did Ned Stark? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'm anxious to see how that goes. Uh the only thing I, I don't really like, and it's nothing to do with the show, is is the character, or not the character, it's the actor portraying Damien, Damon Targaryen. I've never been a huge Matt Smith fan. I, I'm not, I don't care for Doctor Who. I know we'll get a lot of hate on that one, but uh, I've never been a huge Matt Smith fan. So I think, you know, that possibly could have been a, uh, uh, I think he's doing a fine job as the character. I'm just not into it. Yeah, right now I would say there's not a specific character that really, you know, appeals to me that I've really latched onto that I would say is a favorite character so far. Because um, I feel like on the original Game of Thrones, everyone kind of, you know, became a huge Ned Stark fan, kind of like right off the bat. Um, I don't think they've really developed a character like that so far. Of course, it's only been two episodes. Um, I was shocked with the them using the same theme music for the intro. I thought that was, I mean, it's cool, uh, but that was a little weird that they, they're using this same exact intro. Um, 
Yeah, I was surprised but, about that too. Yeah, but I, I'm it's the same I'm, composer, right? Well, the I second episode the is the same exact song, right? Yeah, they just changed yeah. the, I guess the, whatever the graphics or whatever the graphics. The, the, yeah, and uh, but I mean, I, I like it so far. Nothing really, nothing disappointing. Um, I will say, Austin. Obviously, this Damon Targaryen character is going to be a very important character in this show. And right now, I do have question marks of whether Matt Smith, you said his name is? Yeah, Matt Smith. Whether he can pull that off. Right now, I would say it's fine because, you know, it's only two episodes in. Um, But I'm, I mean, it's good. I mean, nothing disappointing. I'm interested. I do like how they're kind of, and it looks like for the previews for the next episode, they're jumping ahead. They're they, this like they jump six months ahead from episode one to episode two. And looks like they're going to jump maybe like a year ahead from episode two to episode three. Right. Um, so I, they, I do like that because um, obviously there's a huge gap between where this show starts and then where where the first episode of the original Game of Thrones picked up, you know, so. Yeah. So and they I, did that some in the original series, having larger stretches that that yeah, go, yeah. you know, like when the uh, Dothraki were crossing, you know, making the journey. Yeah, they did, yeah. you know. But I thought it was a cool way how they did the second episode, and and again, no wasted dialogue, but it was enough to set it up. And you know, oh, it's been five months since your brother left and took his seat at the, um, uh, what's the. Uh, how wherever the Targaryens home seat Dragonstone? is Dragonstone, yeah. yeah. What's your what's your best and worst of the show right now? I mean, I know we're only two episodes in, but I'm just curious what's your best and worst so far. Mine or Addison's? He, he, I mean, I'll go ahead and go first. Uh, I, I would I would say the the best is I do like. I think what's what's the main girl's name? I'm horrible with names. What's, what's Daenerys, the, not Daenerys. Daenerys. That's the main girl. Daenerys. That was from the original Game of Thrones. Daenerys. What's the? Where's our Hold intern? On, let's wait till yeah. Where, what's the intern? intern? He's, coming, what's the, he's coming. He's coming. What's the? What's the? Uh, he's pulling up the Google machine now. Yeah. What's what's uh? Got to crank this thing up. Is it like a chainsaw? Renera. Renera. Okay, yeah. so Renera, I think she's well casted. Uh, I think she's a good cast. So I would say that's probably the best, uh, the best part so far. And my least favorite part is I would say, I would probably say I'm questioning the Matt Smith casting of Damon because I don't because I could tell he's going to be a pivotal character, and right now he's just not. So are you saying you don't think he as an actor can hold that role? I, I don't know yet. That, that that would be my big, like he's not, to me, I from the story, I can tell he's going to be a major character. Well, or he's going to get killed off next week. Or he's going to get killed off. But either way, I mean, Ned Stark was a major character in Game of Thrones and he got killed off. Spoiler alert. But Whoa, whoa, whoa. But, but I just don't know. I just don't know right now, two episodes yeah. in, if he's going to be yeah. able to pull off that major of a character. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I agree. 
Go I'm ahead, not saying he can't. I just don't know. I, I'm not, I would, I'm I would not say that I think he episodes. has the acting chops to do it. While I'm not a fan of uh, Doctor Who, uh, he was one of the better, from my understanding, actors to carry that role. So I think he has the acting chops in order to do it. Yeah, and I'm not saying he, I like does him. he doesn't. I'm just, I'm just you, questioning it. I liked him in, in um, whatever the... Uh, the Netflix, the Queen, where he portrayed uh, the husband. Was it the Queen? Was that the was that the show it was called? The husband of queen? a queen is typically. Well, not in England, buddy. The, the I don't know what you're talking about. It was Netflix's uh, the Crown. I'm sorry, the Crown. Ah. So he was in uh, okay, the yeah, Crown yeah. as uh, husband of Queen Elizabeth. Uh, I thought he did an excellent job uh, in that role. I just, I, I don't know, just something about him. I don't know. And I hate, I, I don't want to trash the guy. I'm sure he's. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just, I haven't seen it through will two be episodes. Hurt by this. Yeah, I just haven't seen it through two episodes because, uh, you know, <laughs> but I like, I, I yeah. Uh, I like the, I, li- I love the casting of Corleus, the, uh, the white dreadlocked fella or Valeria. He's, he's tied in with Valeria, isn't he? And that yeah. his, he's, and he's the Corliss Valerian. What do they call it? What's the council's title says he's the something of small ships. council. No, but he's the something of ships, the master of ships or whatever it is. Yeah. He controls the Navy His yeah, the, he's the Lord of tides, master of, uh, drift Mark <laughs> and, and the head of, uh, house valerian but i think that cast he does great and then i like uh the king uh what's his name patty labelle no not patty labelle i don't think that's the king's name patty that doesn't sound right <laughs> the actor himself yeah it is the actor's <laughs> name <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying yeah i don't yeah. think that's uh, patty pa- patty constantine uh i think he does a great job it's like as viserys well. or something like that yeah king viserys played viserys. by patty constantine uh, I think that's a great casting, but I, I don't know. Overall, I love the show so far. I'm, I'm very happy with it. Very happy to see where it goes. I mean, you guys remember HBO Sunday nights. I mean, it's not TV. It's HBO 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, this this show was in our eight years ago. The lineup on Sunday nights were killer. Yeah. I mean, this um, I mean, I, we were all big fans of Game of Thrones. So, I mean, it made the made our what was it top 16 of shows no longer on the air so good good stuff so far all right let's jump over to uh football we got the week zero recap real quick uh we'll run into uh a little bit uh briefly go over how everything went went pretty good for my northwestern wildcats i tried to tell you i tried to tell y'all y'all were all like Nebraska by 21 by 28 on our college football preview show. I was like, man, y'all are just, just disrespecting Pat Fitzgerald and former Gamecock quarterback, Ryan Helensky, who just lit it up. Helensky had a good game. He had a really good game. (laughs) I think Northwestern is better than people expected, but I just think Nebraska is still Nebraska. Nebraska, (laughs) Yeah. So 31 to 28, Nebraska falls in Dublin. Uh, so let's jump into it. 
the biggest question, third quarter, onside kick, Nebraska has the momentum. They're up, what, 13 points at this point, I think? Mm-hmm. 28-17. They, they were up yeah, 11, I 11 yeah, I don't points. think they ever got out of uh, over more than 11 because the guy I was watching the game with had money on the game, and he put money on Northwestern. So, so we, were, we were watching it pretty close. They're up 11. Scott Frost decides to go with the onside kick. Does not work out for the Corn Huskers. Northwestern gets the ball. Just, I wouldn't say dominates the rest of the game, but they outplayed Nebraska the rest of the game. And then they held the ball for a long period in the fourth quarter well, to seal the victory. You know, so, to me, that's not so the most go. exciting thing. We'll talk about that in a second. I know what you're going to talk about. So let's talk about football first. So, so here's the question. What do we think? Okay, he gets the onside kick. He's a genius. But head coach Clinton, are you kicking an onside kick? No, I, I don't see the need to. I mean, yeah, if he gets it, he's a genius, but why? Is he a genius if he gets it, or is it? Well, yeah, yeah I mean, they're seeing, it, it, they're at that point, you're up, what'd you oh, say, you're God, up what at a, 11? What a gutsy move. What what a gutsy yeah, coach. You're up 11, you get the onside kick, you go down, score a touchdown, it's pretty much a wrap. I mean, you go up three scores. I mean, it's – I'm not I think against the it. risk far outweighs the – Yeah, I, I wouldn't have done it. I, I don't see the need to. When you've been pretty much in control the entire game, I don't see – it's a little greedy. I think that's what it was. It was a little – a little greedy. He he's like, oh look, I'm gonna outsmart Northwestern. Yeah. They think they're a bunch of geniuses over there. I'm gonna outsmart them, and I'm gonna <laughs> kick it on side kick, and I'm really gonna you know take over this game. But I mean, he had no need to. I mean, he's just. I agree. I think he 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 got too greedy. He wanted to seal the deal in the third quarter, and it just wasn't there. I mean, he um, knows. I mean, he knows his record in one possession games. So, and I mean, <laughs> and to choose. I think it was like a running back that got the ball that they kicked it at. Like, yeah. you know, one of the best hands on the opposing team, they kick it right yeah. to the guy. Yeah. I mean, his his record, I saw it earlier today. Since 2018, I believe it was, 2019, 28, 2019, Scott Frost is 5-20 and 20 in one-score games. Yeah, it's yeah. not great. Not no, great that's stat. not great. So that, yeah. that might have had something to do with that decision. He was like, listen. We can't get this thing down to one score in the fourth quarter because I'm pretty much guaranteed to lose. So let's kick an onside kick and see if I can make this thing 17, 18 points. All right, so let's get to the the other huge story out of Dublin. Addison, I know you died to talk about it. Go ahead. Absolutely. So uh, sometime during the first half, uh, I think during the start of the second quarter, um, the Wi-Fi in the stadium went down. And so the... Uh, concession stand was not able to take credit cards. Also, during that time, apparently they had some kind of issue where they couldn't accept cash. Uh, so during the entirety of the quarter, from my understanding, um, the concession stand was giving away free food and free beer. Uh, so they were uh, setting it up. Uh, I guess uh, Austin had said a little bit earlier that they were asking, hey, if you grab something, come back and maybe square up with us later once we get everything up and running. But, uh, you know, great hospitality, a great move by the staff there. 
that, you know, we want to keep everybody happy. They're giving out, they're giving out free booze and free food during a college football game in Ireland. You can't beat it. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, you know, the, the, you come up, you got to pay for your beer. Hey guys, sorry. The machine's down. When you come back for the next round, pay for it. Uh, you got to, right. There's, you know, they're so nice when they say that you got to come back and pay for it or at least half of what you ordered. Right. Well, I would have liked to see is, you know, just the camera on the crowd and all of a sudden, like one whole section just gets up. <laughs> it goes the mass exit. It's, a, like, it's just the word spreads real fast and just everybody's going to the <laughs> going into the tunnel to get to the concessions. <laughs> you see, like, like the uh, it's like the wave, but it's just yeah. people leaning over and whispering <laughs> in people's ear and yeah. telling them what's going on. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that would have been funny. Yeah, so I mean that's Ireland, right? That's the hospitality. That's that's what it is, you know. Yeah. So I heard um, somebody reported that you know Nebraska historically travels pretty well. So a week leading up to the game, the people from Ireland were really taking a liking to the people from Nebraska, and um, they were all building a good rapport. So maybe that helped out with uh, the situation at the game there. Well, it's probably, you know, Irish people are like, hey, you teach us about corn. We'll teach you about potatoes. 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 <laughs> so, potatoes. you know, it was, you know, it was, uh, you know, they, they were helping each other out so, with their with their main crop. So, I mean, so I can another, completely understand that. Another funny thing off of that. So uh, there were a lot of Nebraska fans that were very excited and they thought that uh, the Irish fans were all getting on board with them because they saw a lot of stickers on the vehicles that uh, looked exactly like the Nebraska Inn. Uh, well, apparently in Ireland, if you're a new driver, you get an inn to be put on the back of your window so people oh, know you're a new driver. It looks exactly like the Nebraska Inn. Idea. So there was a little bit of confusion there uh, and caused a little bit of uh, hilariousness. Yeah, so... Fun stuff over in Dublin, uh, which brings us to the next subject, the announcement, August 26, 2023, Navy versus Notre Dame at Aviva Stadium in Dublin, Ireland. That's right. The Walk on Waterboys podcast team will be going to Ireland for the game. I don't, did we, is this in our budget? Um, I know we've this, got the, I know we've our, got the approval for a microphone for the intern, but our sponsor, our, our upcoming sponsor starting next month has already agreed to cover at least half, if not more of the traveling expenses of the team to make it over to Dublin for a four day long weekend. Thursday, we're coming home Sunday. Uh, next summer, so mm. book it. We'll do a uh, a remote show. It'll be good. It's gonna be a good one. So reactions from the crowd, McClintock. What are you thinking? That it's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> sounds good though. No, no, no. We didn't say if your wife is gonna let you, Clint. It sounds good. It sounds good. We we didn't we didn't say will your wife let you? We're gonna do it. Mm. You know, we'll 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 get in touch with her. We'll get in touch. Well, somebody's got to be home in the in the main podcast studio to make sure everything's working right and everything. Will, you know, we're recording remotely. You know, I don't understand why Clint stuff. doesn't want to have a good time. 
I still get it. <laughs> Clearly I still get not. it. I just don't get it. All right, well, let's take a look at uh, the other week zero matchups. Florida State beats DeQuincy, forty-seven to seven. Illinois tops Wyoming. Yeah, uh, Illinois tops Wyoming, thirty-eight to six. And then we had Vandy just destroying Hawaii, sixty-three to ten. North Carolina beats Florida A&M, fifty-six to twenty-four. And to round it all off, Utah State 31, UConn 20. So what about those Commodores getting ready to roll on to the SEC championship after destroying the Rainbow Warriors? (laughs) Get as many points while we can. That's exactly what they were thinking. Yeah, I know. uh, I was texting with the intern. He was saying, I didn't get to watch the game, but the intern was saying how uh, he was watching it, and it just looked like Hawaii was like a high school team compared to the size of Vandy, which is just, what Bama says size. about Vandy when they play. right exactly like a five A Alabama high school team out there. Yeah. <laughs> so that that wraps up week zero, the week that no one cares about. Yeah, uh, Vandy's had four four touchdowns. 404 yards rushing, 601 total yards. So they'll get that combined over the next three week games. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. First first win since October of last year. All right, let's take a look at week one. Uh, we'll go over a couple key games here. We'll call them out. We're not going to go over everything. Obviously, you can look it up yourself. And we just had a three-hour college football preview episode. That exactly. Touched on the week one games. Uh, so, week one, we got Central Michigan, Oklahoma State. We got the backyard brawl, West Virginia and Pittsburgh. Uh, Penn State taking on Purdue. You got, you got North Carolina taking on App State. You got North Carolina State taking on East Carolina. Colorado State, Michigan. Uh, so you got some fun games like Oregon and Georgia, Houston and UTSA, Utah, Florida is in there, Utah, Florida, Cincinnati and Arkansas, BYU, South Florida. Uh, so we also have Carolina opening up at home at night against the ever dangerous Georgia state. Our intern will be on site for the game to welcome in the, the Rattler area 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 yeah the rattler era in columbia uh georgia state's dangerous team i got carolina on my upset alert all right let's get into our beat the bookie segment uh everybody's going to give a lock and then give an upset pick addison we'll start with you uh are we gonna go one for one or we just want both of them at the same time yeah we'll go we'll go lock for lock for lock Lock for lock for lock. This is the Drew Lock segment. Well, brought to you by speaking of uh let me uh no, he wasn't a Vanderbilt quarterback, was he? Where did he play college ball? Missouri. He was a Missouri quarterback. Drew Locke was a Missouri Tiger. Yeah, he was a Missouri Tiger. Now he is a Seattle Seahawk. My uh my lock's gonna be Georgia over Oregon. Um, I think uh we talked about this last week. Georgia not bringing back as many seniors as I'm sure love to but uh, many starters uh, but uh, I think that uh, Georgia is just too much for Oregon uh, that's my lock so what the, so the lock is you're saying Georgia what is the line on that 17 
17 and a half. So Georgia will beat Oregon by at least 17. Yep. Well, by 18. By 18. By 18, yeah. So, okay. So my lock, I will go with the number 25 ranked BYU Cougars at South Florida. That line, I believe, last time I looked at it is minus 12 for BYU. That is my lock for week one. That's a good pick. I like that pick. Uh, my week one lock, I'm going North Carolina State minus 10 over East Carolina. I think East Carolina's got a good ball club, but North Carolina State is just coming off the best year they've had since forever. Now, you just and, said on the college football preview show you weren't buying NC, NC State, and then you're taking them. Minus I got to beat. I got them. I got them minus ten over East Carolina all day, dude. All day, okay. It's minus eleven. You still got them. Must have changed since I pulled my. Hell, I'll take minus twelve. Oh, <laughs> all right. Minus How twelve. You don't I get am. minus ten. It's minus twelve. We just said it. Minus twelve for NC State over Carolina. I like that pick. I like that pick, but NC State's always one of those teams that could slip up out of conference against a against a group of five team. Because well, we we preface this, we preface everything we say with the transfer for uh, transfer portal has just thrown a wrench in everything, and you don't know what anybody has until week yeah. two or three. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, Addison, give us your upset. So oddly enough, Austin, my upset pick. Uh, is going to be what your lock was, uh, but the other way around. I think uh, East Carolina has got a chance to pick up that win. I think that NC State, uh, they're coming a little too high. They're going to come in not paying as much attention. High on that to, horse. High on that horse. <laughs> uh, not paying as much attention to East Carolina as they should. East Carolina has been a very good ball team for a number of years now. Uh, this is, uh, again, this is the biggest game of their season more than likely um this gives them a chance to say hey we knocked off a top 15 opponent uh i think it's a big deal for them so i think east carolina's got the chance for the upset in-state opponent yeah i don't i don't agree with you but to be fair this is east carolina's super bowl of the year probably right take it on right north carolina state uh my upset, Clint, I'm going to jump the gun here and go over you. My upset is uh, Cincinnati over Arkansas. Mm. Interesting. We I talked think. about it last week. Trendy team in the SEC with Arkansas. Uh, and again, they- I don't, I don't, I'm not buying into Cincinnati for the season, but I do think they're going to take care of Arkansas. And I, I agree with you 100%. I mean, I that'd be a beat, huge uh, win for Cincinnati because obviously there's question marks around them this year not i mean lost some talent on defense replacing desmond ritter uh so some question marks there if they go into arkansas and get that win that'd be um that'd be a big win to start the year for them and a disappointing way to start the year for a trendy pick in the sec the arkansas razorbacks um, i agree with you Austin. i think that's a good pick yeah so what's the line on that one six six okay uh so because I'm a patriot, don't you do it? Uh, I'm going with Army, you son of a gun, to knock off Coastal Carolina. The last time I had to get the intern to look at the latest on that one, but when I looked at it earlier today, it was Army plus two and a half. 
take the Golden Knights uh, army and uh, and to knock off Addison's beloved Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. I think that's a mistake, sir. Well, I love my country, so you know. <laughs> yeah, currently sitting at two and a half. Yeah. All right, yes, so sir. that is our locks and our upsets. Uh, we'll quickly run over uh, two overs to hammer. Again, we're we're going back to the backyard brawl. You got West Virginia at Pitt, fifty-one points. Hammer the over. I know four Definitely. straight four straight games they have come in under. I don't see it happening this year. Then you got Michigan State and Western Michigan at fifty-four point five. Take the over on that one, Clint. What you thinking? I definitely take the over on that one. Michigan State the over. Have a, yeah, Michigan State's going to have a high-powered offense, and their question marks is on the defensive side of the ball. So Michigan State themselves will put up forty-something points easily. So here's here's one that's an iffy, but I'm gonna, I'm going to take the under on Notre Dame and Ohio State. If Ohio State jumps out and dominates, then it's going to be the over. But if we get that good hard-fought football game like we're expecting, I take the under on that. Fifty-eight. As you're five. expecting. I am expecting that. I think yes. it's going to be a blowout. 58-5 is the is the uh, the points here. I take the under. I like I like the uh, the Buckeyes to win comfortably in in that one. They easily cover the spread on that one. Comfortably, huh? Yep, comfortably. All right, well, that's going to take us out of college football week one. Tune in next week. We might have a uh, we might have an on site interview, depending on what our intern can wrangle up. I want I want to hear y'all's opinion on the Utah and Florida game, just because the to me that line is interesting well, with it being so close. Yeah, and to me, I love that you brought up that game because to me, that's that's the most interesting game of the day, in my opinion, is that Utah Florida game because. How good is Utah? Utah's getting a lot of hype. I picked them to make the playoffs. I picked them to win the Pac-12, obviously, with them being in my playoffs. How good is Florida? You know, the first game in the Billy Napier era. So I, I think it's a very intriguing matchup. Utah going on the road, in the swamp. Tough test there. And if Utah doesn't come away with a win in that game, that's a bad look for the Pac-12 right off the bat because Florida is a absolutely first year, you know, first first year for Billy Napier at Florida, rebuilding, middle of the road SEC. That's what everybody's thinking. You know, nobody's really expecting anything big out of them this year. Utah, a potential playoff team, they got to go on the road in the swamp and get a win there. So that that's a very to me that's my most intriguing game on Saturday. I think you've you're set yourself up uh, as Florida really for this to be a, a huge opportunity for you. I don't think you've got a lot of people that are picking Florida to win that game. But, uh, you know, I mean, look, they're coming into the swamp. You've got a big-name team coming in. It's a team that I'm sure goes around the uh, the locker room. Clinton picked them to go to the playoffs. I'm, I does. guarantee you. How about that? You're Flor- you're the Florida Gators, and you've got a big name team coming in, and it's Utah. It's crazy, <laughs> but this is the opportunity. You come out, yep. you uh, you get a big win here, and hey, you're back in the conversation. So I, I honestly, I that could be a, a secondary 
a secondary upset pick for me because I think there's a big chance of that happening. Yeah, I, I think so. With it being in the swamp, I think that makes all the difference. Absolutely. One of the toughest places to play in the country. The fans are going to be – it's a big game. Fans are going to be excited. First game for Billy Napier. Just that That's why I think – what is the line on that uh, in turn? That's, I think it was three. minus – Yeah, so three – Utah minus three. Yep. I mean, you you think Utah – if that's not in Florida, that line looks a lot different to me. Oh, I agree completely. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nothing if Florida loses, but if Utah loses, man, it just it just changes their whole season. Yeah, and they've got to win out, and then what kind of respect does the Pac-12 have at that point? You know, so. Not much. Yeah, I got one more question for you guys. So I want to get y'all's opinion on – which is a bigger upset for week one? Is it Oregon beating Georgia or Notre Dame beating Ohio State? I can take that one first, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Clint. Uh, I think uh, the bigger upset there would be Oregon. If Oregon's able to beat Georgia, I think that they immediately become in the conversation for a potential run at the playoffs. Uh, whereas, honestly, I – I've got Notre Dame picked to, to knock off Ohio State. I think that that's going to be a good game. It's going to be a close game. I think Notre Dame is going to, you know, have a chance to make a good run for the playoffs this year. Uh, I think they pick up that win. If Oregon beats Georgia, that's a massive shift in what everybody's going to have to look at moving down the line. So uh, that would be a much bigger win, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that as well. Uh, again, I have higher hopes and expectations for Notre Dame uh, as a fan season after season, always let down. Um, but I think overall this season, Oregon coming out week one, defeating the defending national champions, that really would would rock the country more than a Notre Dame-Ohio State upset. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I mean, I, I don't. I have a lot of questions about Georgia this year, but like it wouldn't completely shock me to see Oregon knock off Georgia. And then you have to take into account that Ohio State is, if they're not the favorite to win it all this year, they're the second favorite. But like there is pretty much every year, there's a lot of expectations for the Fighting Irish this year. So I don't think it'll be that close of a game. I don't see Ohio State losing that game. But Oregon knocking off the defending national champion, still a top five, top six. I don't know where Georgia falls exactly in line, but they're a top five, top six team. That's the bigger upset is Oregon getting that win. Agreed. Agreed around the table. All right, so uh, before we close out, we'll just remind everybody that we are doing our uh, our – "Quote unquote draft drop them uh, college football game." Uh, last time we were on air, we drafted three teams. After week one, you have to drop a team and pick up a different team. Uh, currently, I have Ohio State, Notre Dame, and Georgia. Obviously, pick the Ohio State and Notre Dame matchup, so I could drop one of those losers after week one. Addison has Alabama, Oklahoma, and Miami for some reason. <laughs> Clint went with Clemson, Texas A&M, and Utah. So uh, we'll get into that next week after 
the conclusion of week one. Uh, we'll have to drop one team, pick up a new one. Uh, guys, got a little bit of time left before we shut off. Anything else you want to bring up? We're happy to have the intern with the mic. Yeah, game I like, changer. Game yeah, changer. I like the I like the intern coming in with some questions. I like that. Like some interesting questions there. I like that. Um also like the fans don't see it, but he's he's steady, you know, showing topics that we're talking about. He's showing facts for us to reference. So that was helpful. But I do like the questions there, bringing up there, some questions that maybe the listeners have uh that the intern brought up for us. Um great yeah, we might episode, even get, I think. we might even get him to read uh read Twitter. Yeah, Twitter give us questions some questions from our, our followers. Our followers, yeah. yeah, that'd be a great idea. Uh, but I mean, I'm just ready. I mean, obviously, last week gave you a little taste of it with Northwestern and and uh, I don't even remember who they played. Northwestern, Nebraska. Uh, but this week, I mean, of opening slate of college football, college, the real college game day uh, this weekend, um, big time matchups, and uh, you know, starting Thursday night and all the way through Monday night. So I'm excited. Football season is back, fellas. Yeah, and also, too, a little side note here. Uh, Austin and myself had our fantasy football draft uh, this past weekend for all you fans of fantasy football. Austin, how are you feeling about your team uh, after the draft this past Saturday? I don't feel bad. I am worried a little bit about injuries, as always. Last year, injuries killed me. Anytime you draft Christian McCaffrey, you've got to worry about and you know what? Injuries. You know who I almost picked up as a third running back, Saquon Barkley. But I chose oh, man, not that would have been another. That would have been another big question mark. But uh, I got Christian McCaffrey. I chose Lamar Jackson because of the leg work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he can score some points on the ground as well as through the air. Yep. Uh, wide receiver wise, um, I'm a little more concerned. Um, I did pick up Drake London. He's going to be in my starting three. Uh, you know, I think I, I see big things out of him this season. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I think I pick up Cincinnati's defense. I don't know. I feel good about it. Yeah, I, I think, think the- I'm, I'm slated to win week one, you know, as good yeah. as that is. Yeah. But uh, I feel better about my roster this year than I did last year. And again, last year I was doing, I was doing okay, but the injuries just absolute tore, tore yeah. our team apart. The Hampton Hotspurs. Yeah. Uh, they, come on, come on, you Spurs! A, they got a great logo, though. That's for sure. They, uh, that's true. That's true. Well, your your weakness of your team, I think, is the strength of mine because I've got, I've got Devonte Adams, Debo Samuel, Terry McLaurin. I've got DeAndre Hopkins just sitting on the bench waiting for a six game suspension to end, and then I've got uh, two two potential rookies this year with the Green Bay Packers. I think it's Christian Watson, the draft, the highly touted receiver out of North Dakota State that they took in the second round. And the Packers need wide receiver help uh, for somebody Aaron Rodgers to throw the ball to. And then also Jamison Williams with the Detroit Lions, the highly touted wide receiver from Alabama last year. So so I'm liking my wide receivers. Uh, I think uh, that's definitely going to be the strength of my team this year. So, so who picked up uh... – Deshaun Watson. I saw somebody grabbed him. Yeah, he was picked up in like the next to last round. I believe you can give me uh, initials if you don't want to call that person out. Oh, I'll just Columbus Crushers was the Columbus uh, oh by week one opponent. Yeah, so that team. So he's 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 betting on that he's still going to be in the playoff hunt come week twelve because he's going to be useless sure, for sure. the first eleven weeks. So 
but yeah, definitely uh, excited about fantasy football starting, but then uh, excited about um, the start of college football. Washington Commanders news. We didn't even mention this. because uh, we don't like a Potential starting running back. Uh, they actually thought that he was going to take the job away from Antonio Gibson to start the season. Uh, uh, Richardson, I forgot his first name. Uh, where's my intern when I need him? Uh, <laughs> Richardson, the running back out of Alabama that they took in the third round. Trent sh- Richardson? No, not Trent Richardson. Maybe I got his name wrong. But anyways, he was shot uh, multiple times uh, last night. He went into the District of Columbia to get uh, dinner, and it, they don't know if it was an attempted robbery or attempted hijacking. But uh, So now he's out for who knows how long, maybe the entire season. So, yeah, I wish I could remember his name. I don't remember what his, his name is. Well, don't is. worry. Our uh, intern's all over it. That'd be Brian, Brian Robinson. Ryan, Brian Robinson. Robinson. Brian Robertson. Yep. But yeah, there was talk about him taking the starting job away from Antonio Gibson, which was a big surprise. But obviously, with this coming out, about, it's back to Antonio. How Gibson about the uh, the intern pulled up these uh, stories, and that may be the best photo of Ron Riviera I've ever seen in my life. I love it. I don't know who Ron Ron Riviera, Riviera? <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, so, area. I like it. Yeah. That's what they call him when he yeah. traveled to Italy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, excited for the weekend. All right. Well, that's it for today's show. We appreciate you joining. As always, feel free to go follow our Twitter. Our intern is taking it back over. There's been some funny tweets lately. It's really, really taken off. So follow us on Twitter. We want to thank, as always, our show sponsor the palmetto amateur gaming association and uh stay tuned we will have a new sponsor in the coming weeks so thanks again everybody we'll see you next week the walk on water boys podcast is presented by the palmetto amateur gaming association Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, and follow us on Twitter at Walk on Waterboys. Rocket Bell's not very rockety.